At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you tired of working nine to five? Are you tired of your dreams going unfulfilled? Are you still letting fear stop you from pursuing that business idea? Well, all that stops today. I'm Shawnee Sanders, host of The Girl Take No Podcast, a podcast for ambitious women looking to ditch their nine to five and take the leap into entrepreneurship. Each week, you will learn the mindset, methods, and actionable steps other successful entrepreneurs took to make the shift from full-time employee to full-time entrepreneur and live the life they always dreamed of. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to the Girl Take No Podcast. I'm your host, Shawnee Sanders. And today I have with me a very special guest, Inval Claudio. I pronounced her name right. And she is the CEO and founder of the Like-Minded Collective, which is a free um, social networking platform for female entrepreneurs looking to build relationships and amplify their business. Inval, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Shani. I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah, I'm excited. You know what? When I knew you was coming on as a guest, I went and joined the um the platform. I'm still building up my profile, but I went and joined because I'm like, hey, I'm a female entrepreneur. Let me try to get on here and network and amplify my business as well, right? Yes. <laughs> so I'm excited to jump into that. But before we do, let's get the story behind the brand. What inspired you to start the Like-Minded Collective? So uh, I started a candle company about six years ago. And I was doing lots of in-person shows and events. And when my first daughter was born, I had to shift to more of an online presence, Mm -hmm. which I had no idea how to do. Um, I was doing lots of shows and building relationships that way. But when it came to digital marketing, I didn't know even like the first step. So I started to do some research, started to talk to people. I had no entrepreneur friends. And I just realized like everybody wanted to sell me something. Everybody was charging an arm and a leg and Mm -hmm. I just didn't have the funds to spend on people. And I didn't have people to ask for advice. And so I realized I was one of millions of women who are in the same shoes. And I wanted to create a platform where friendship comes first, business comes second. You can really find people to be your business bestie and build relationships that way. And then referrals come from that and you learn what to ask and who to ask. Um, But that's basically what I wanted to create. I just want to create a safe space for women to just not feel like they're a dollar sign. 
Yeah. And not feel alone. Right. That's, right. that's really awesome. So let me ask you this question. How do you go from candle maker, jump all the way over to tech startup? Cause that's a big difference there. So and how did that, like, what inspire you to, what inspire you to say, Hey, I'm going to jump into this. I don't know nothing about this. I got to learn this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. I think I went in like super naive, which helped me. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what I was getting myself into, to be completely honest. Um, I was like, how hard could it be? Like, I just want a few of these features and somebody can build it out. And um, by the at the point where I was ready to kind of start working on this, my daughter mm-hmm. was six months old. My husband had just deployed. Um, he was in the Marine Corps. And I had moved back with my parents. Me and my my daughter moved in with my parents. And I was like, by the time he comes back from deployment, I'm going to have this platform up and running. Um, Well, it took me two and a half years to actually get that going. And I went through like four developers, eight different launch delays. I learned a ton along the way, Mm -hmm. but I made a lot of mistakes because I didn't know what I was doing. But that kind of set me up for success now because I built the platform for myself, right? Yeah. I built it for women who were taking the leap, who were making the jump into something they didn't know and needed a support system. So along the way, I made so many women friends Mm. who were entrepreneurs and kind of brought them on the platform with me and have just kind of started to grow it for myself. So it was a benefit for sure. Definitely. A difficult one, but a benefit. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) Very much so a learning transition there. <laughs> um, yeah. what inspired you? Because you started off in the candle business. What inspired you to become an entrepreneur? Um, I think ever since I could remember, I just didn't really like to take direction from anybody. Um, <laughs> you know, which is yeah. a pro and a con, um, mm-hmm. especially when you're in the you know business world. Yeah. But I think for the most part, I always had ideas, and I mm-hmm. wanted to implement those ideas, and those ideas didn't really come with open arms sometimes from my managers and bosses. I was in the restaurant industry for a long time Mm. and I just hated that. Um, I knew that my ideas were good. They at least deserved a trial. Um, And so I just kind of slowly realized like, hey, I need to do something on my own to where my voice can be heard and I can make decisions that can improve businesses. Um, And so I eventually got my real estate license. I started my own brokerage and realized real estate was not for me. And then a couple of years later, went back into the, um, you know, corporate world and then started my candle company and just started it from there. Hmm, that's awesome. Real estate, um, restaurant industry. I like it. It's a, it's a very good background. And you know, there's so many women I like that are in jobs that feel like we have great ideas. We pitch them to our managers, our bosses. They don't think that our ideas are great. I don't want to listen to them. And you do get that feeling like, you know what? I could take all these good ideas that I got and put it into my own thing. I don't have to keep sharing this with you guys. I can exactly. do it for myself, you know, and being able to have what type of mindset you have to have in order to to make that type of shift because you have to be very confident, you know what I mean? And fearless to say, you know what? Screw you people. I'm gonna do it myself. You know? yeah. Well, I mean, I got fired um, a couple of times, <laughs> but I will. It happens. Like, That's the story CEO. of every CEO. That's the story of all CEOs totally. and founders. Okay. I know. I, I, to this day, I have a hard time keeping my mouth shut when I have an opinion, but <laughs> The two restaurants that I worked for are now no longer in existence, you know, Mm. because 
they didn't like to have an open mind. Like I've yeah. had people who've helped me grow this business and whether they're freelancers or employees, like I always ask for opinions and I always listen because I may not implement, but I'm always willing to listen and brainstorm because you are not the most brilliant person in the world, right? There's other people with previous experiences that yeah. have ideas that could really benefit your business. So why not listen to them? I just never understood why they couldn't even like listen to ideas that could benefit them. So like you said, like my experiences are so well-rounded. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I majored in journalism and PR and I had an internship in the restaurant industry, the um, real estate, everything has brought me to where I am today. And I'm so grateful for every experience that I've had, um, good or bad, but it definitely has helped shape me to be the founder that I am today. Yeah. You know, I was going to ask that question too. Do you think your background helps you? Um, Cause we're not listening to it. Your background was really all about connections and meeting people and having that connection. So it's so um, it's good to see your transition into an online space because that's where you dwell. You know what I mean? Like you've been doing it and now it's just online. Mm -hmm. I think that's really awesome. Cause I was just about to ask that question. Did your background contribute <laughs> to your business? And I think that's really yeah. cool. And I think like, I think it's important also, and you know, if you start a business or you start a company that doesn't do well necessarily, mm -hmm. and you have to shut it down and start something else, like it's important to kind of take those experiences and look at them as growth mm -hmm. and um, utilize them in your next adventure, you know, because if you just look at it and you're like, oh my God, I just wait. It's like a boyfriend, right? Like I dated yeah. a guy for five years oh, who was God. a horrible Don't get me date, started. Yeah. Like, you can't wait. You can't look at like five years as being a waste. You're like, mm -hmm. okay, now I learned what I don't want. And mm -hmm. now I know what I do want. And then I found the most amazing husband, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just taking those experiences, learning from them and implementing them in a different way in your new adventure. When did you know it was time to take that leap? You know, you're still, you're working, you started to come like-minded collective. When did you know, like, you know what, this business is actually thriving. It's really doing what I thought it was going to do. It's becoming, it's beginning to grow. I need to now shift and just do this on a full-time basis. So I do still make candles mm -hmm. um, in my house, but I don't market it. So it's really just for past customers that mm. still order. Yeah. But I think- Exclusive what, lists. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think my the biggest thing for me was when I started to see people actually making connections. Like mm -hmm. when I got a text from somebody that was like, "Hey, I'm meeting up with um, you know, so and so to get a drink today. Um, thank you so much for connecting us." Like or so and so is on my podcast or um, you know, this person is like referred me to the best customer I've ever had. Um, when I started to get those connections, I was like, you know what? This is actually working. And mm. before then, like I said, it took two and a half years to build the company from like starting to develop and yeah. launch. It, there were lots of highs and lows to where I was like, you know, this is not even worth it. I'm now again, like six months pregnant with baby number two. Mm -hmm. I have to find a new developer. I'm so stressed out. I wasted so much of our money already putting into this. Yeah. And is it actually worth it? So I think just like continuing to see the potential when something isn't growing yet to be like, you know, this has incredible potential to then launching it and seeing those connections being made and friendships and just like business collaborations happen. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, this is 
this is what it's all about, right? And now we yeah. have networking events that are completely free and there's like 25 plus people in them. And it's amazing to see people just connect on those calls, you know? So definitely seeing the impact that it has on women who are like about to quit their business and just came to a workshop and were like, okay, this is what I needed. Um, that's what keeps me going. Yeah. You know, you touched on something that's really important in the entrepreneurship journey is the fact that you're going to have highs and lows. And I think a lot of people sometimes get to that point where it gets really hard and you're right. They get at a point where they say, I don't even think this is worth it anymore. You know, because they lose sight of the goal itself, you know, the vision or the dream that they really see for it. And then a lot of them just kind of stop there. But it's but it's so awesome to know that, hey, we have this site where you can come, you can network with other female founders, share those shared experiences that you guys have and then get encouragement to kind of continue on and push through, even though you might not be getting one sale or something might not be looking the right way. Cause I, myself, even with this podcast, you know, feel sometimes I'm like, okay, am I, what am I doing here? <laughs> Is it really shifting the way I need it to, you know? And I think that's, um, that's important to have that encouragement. That's why I've been myself joining different networking, um, groups of women who are founders and CEOs and who have been through these particular types of ups and downs to, to kind of stay encouraged. And I, that's what I do this podcast for, to talk to female founders like yourself, female entrepreneurs, to encourage other people just to stay on their journey because it's a journey. It's not a destination. It's it's a journey. <laughs> it is. And it's so difficult because as an entrepreneur, especially a solo entrepreneur, mm -hmm. you're in your head so much and yeah. you're like your worst enemy, right? Oh my so God, yes. What? You need people. <laughs> oh God. I know. You need people to be like, girl, you have got to keep going. Like yeah. do not stop. Keep going, you know? And sometimes to to shift and pivot is the other option that you also have, right? And people are yeah. so scared to pivot, but it doesn't mean that you're failing at something. It means that you're just listening to your audience. You're listening to the people that you're trying to help and working towards what they want, right? Yep. So you need people in your corner to help you do that too, because sometimes even just a 30-minute brainstorm with somebody mm -hmm. can help your business into a whole new direction that you're like, oh my God, I didn't even think about doing that, but this is brilliant. Now you're motivated again. You're ready to work again. And all you yeah. need are people in your corner. It's so important. Yeah. That, that is probably one of the biggest things you do need that support team and that, that cheerleader in the background, like you can do it. You can do it because you're so right. I, we are our biggest critics. I will beat myself up. Like right now I'm beat myself up because I forgot to turn on my light involved. <laughs> And we're having this podcast and I'm like, I completely forgot to turn on my light. No one, this is a video podcast too. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God, okay, Shana, you know, you need to start having a checklist or something because you need to remember to turn on your light so you can look bright on camera. Go <laughs> turn it on right now. I'm going to turn it on. Hold on. <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> oh my oh God. Oh my gosh. This is so crazy. Okay. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> there it is. There I am. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. That's so funny. This is, it happens, you know. I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I sitting here in the dark? <laughs> Let's see, like some this is a perfect example, right? Like something that you've been festering on since we hit record like 12 minutes ago. Yes. yes. <laughs> 
But you just could have been like, you just mentioned it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, go turn it on. Like, it's just so easy, right? It is. Because if you wouldn't have said turn it on, I would have sat here in the dark recording the entire time. Like, and just kicked myself afterwards. That's what I would have done. Yeah, we don't want that to happen. No, we don't want that to happen. So let's get into um, the site because I want to know more about it. What are some of like the biggest features you think most of your uh, members gravitate towards with being on your site? Yeah. So I, what I wanted to create is something completely custom because there's a Mm -hmm. lot of community platforms out there. There's also Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn, but they all have all these rules, restrictions, algorithms. They're confusing to use. There's a million features. Oh, yeah. And so I just wanted to make something super simple. So what we have is your profile, which you can build out um, with a bunch of different criteria from, um, you know, if you're an influencer, you can put how much you charge. So if you're mm-hmm. looking to connect with influencers, you can filter based on what you can pay. Um, for collaboration. So it's super easy that way. Your photo, a description, your location, all your social links, and then kind of like other stuff like your industry, right? So mm-hmm. if somebody's looking for a podcast host, um, or if you're a podcast host looking for a podcast manager, um, everything is very, very, very searchable. So your profile, and then we have the feed. And it's one feed that you can just post in there. And it's chronological. So it's very easy. Um, you can put different um, categories. So if you're doing an intro, you can put your intro and then people can search for that too. And then we have the search feature and then you can message um, one-on-one. So just those four things, super easy, super simple. And that's how you connect. Um, We do have like a paid version that has Mm -hmm. workshops. We do brainstorming sessions, like small group brainstorming sessions twice a month that you can join. Um, And that's kind of where it's more... Um, hands-on, like there's hot seat coaching, there's Q and A. Every week, I bring on a new expert to teach, and then I also do free workshops too. And then we have the networking events, which are also free. So the actual platform is just your profile, messaging, the feed, and the search feature. That is so awesome. That's why I'm like, hey, I'm on there. I'm gonna really build up my profile and really get connected. And I think as as humans, we crave that human connection. You know, social media, yes, really. Um, you know, it's great. We could connect with a lot of people, but to be able to get some one-on-one stuff and be able to have a community that you actually nurture, you know what I mean? Because Facebook and Instagram really don't nurture communities, right? You have to build your own community on there and try to nurture them. But to be able to be on a platform where you actually get that, I think that's really awesome. And I think that's something a lot of women will gravitate towards, honestly. Thank you. Well, like I said, I built this for myself, right? So yeah. at first I was doing like one workshop a month and I'm like, well, I need more workshops. So we made it weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the networking events that I've been to are just so boring. Like you're just yeah. going around and like, you're just listening. So what we do is I do breakout rooms where mm-hmm. everybody kind of does like a 30 second introduction in the beginning. And then we do breakout rooms and I ask prompted questions like, lead generation questions or like networking Mm -hmm. questions. Um, And so you're in a group of like four to five women who uh, you're meeting on a more intimate level, right? So you're more willing to talk. You're more willing to share. You're more willing to connect afterwards. You're more willing to give referrals. And that's the difference between like like Mind Collective and other mm-hmm. places. Our workshops are all live. There's all, you know, hot seat coaching in every single one, Q&A in every single one. And you're just like, I love when women talk about their business. I love when they ask questions. Like we mm-hmm. really give female founders the mic. I don't like 
anything like where you're not allowed to talk. I hate yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Everybody needs to talk about their business. Everybody wants to talk about their business. So um, that's kind of the difference in our platform and yeah. other communities. Um, we really promote, you know, just genuine connections and we facilitate that. Yeah. I like that. What has been, you think, some of your biggest challenges with starting this business? I think not knowing what I'm doing, like at all. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, in the beginning, you know, even from the littlest things, like I didn't even know what a value proposition was. I didn't mm-hmm. know, um, my messaging. I, all I cared about was, you know, my fonts and my branding and my <laughs> logo. Um, when I really didn't hone in on what I was offering yeah. and that's made me pivot like five times in the last year and a half because, mm. I didn't know how to properly convey my message. Um, But all that being said, like now I can help women who are in my shoes kind of not make those mistakes, not spend $15,000 on a branding agency before you even know what you want to do. Yes. Um, And so that's kind of been, you know, my, what what I've had to learn. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Is really where to spend my money wisely. Um, Yeah. So yeah. I've made a lot of mistakes that way. And also just the developer in general, you know, it's a male dominated industry, mm-hmm. um, tech in general, mm-hmm. and just having to learn what the right questions are and how to ask them and how to not get taken advantage of by these developers. So now mm-hmm. I have an incredible one and I'm so grateful, but that was definitely a big learning curve. Yeah. So I I have a background in tech as well. So I do know, and I have a background in terms of leading like product teams and stuff like that. So I do know how male dominated that industry is, how sometimes it's hard for certain developers to understand your vision, you know? And so I I get that. So yeah, I I get that also. So what else is, um, what was some of the biggest wins you think of building this company? Oh my gosh. I think launching. Yeah. (laughs) Was a huge Going live. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was huge because I didn't think it was going to happen yeah. for so long. Um, and, you know, then once you launch, you're like, okay, this thing is live. Now, what if there is, you know, a bug and yeah. people can't log on? So, like, you're constantly just like making sure that everything is going well. And then, Once people start, you know, finding out about it, you're like, okay, well now I need to build it because there's Mm -hmm. people on there that want to talk to other people. So now I need to get more people, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so it's like every step of the way, but this is in any business, right? Yeah, it is. You're like, okay, what's next? How do I get this? How do I implement this? How do I Mm -hmm. grow this? Um, Mm -hmm. And so now it's fundraising for me. Like I want to build out an app. I really want this to be the next Facebook meets LinkedIn in like five years. Yeah. Um, I like that. Just for women entrepreneurs, a welcoming place that people don't have to be, you know, restricted with what they post about. Like Mm -hmm. somebody posted on LinkedIn the other day, she posted something about women and um, her post like about women in business and her post did so poorly and anytime she posted about that and then she called out LinkedIn and the post got removed because she oh. called LinkedIn out. So she's wow. like, this is proving my point when, you know, I'm talking about women in business and the struggles that it gets shadow banned and not mm-hmm. enough people see it. So 
it's just, it's horrible when things like that happen. That's why I'm so adamant about making this like a social platform for women who are able to speak about business. Yeah, that that's so strange that they did that. That is strange. I, I have to look, I have to pay more attention to that on LinkedIn. So mm. yeah, I, I like the fact that there's a site where you can actually just kind of post what you need to post and get the right response. You write so many restrictions with so many of these different sites and just everything, you know, and then when it's all of a sudden your account is gone, you know what yeah. I mean? And then <laughs> everything you had on there is gone. You don't even have it anymore. And it's like, that's like probably the worst, you know, right. And being able to have that freedom to speak and be respectful in your speech, of course, and be mindful, I think is, um, is a really good piece of your business because we do lack that on all these other social platforms. We have to always be very careful right. about what we say. Yeah. And uh, you know, everybody in your crew identifies as either big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah. You get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Before, when people hit, um, okay, when people hit sign up or mm-hmm. register, you know, there's a few um, things that people need to know first, right? Yeah. Like, you have to be positive. Like if you're not mm-hmm. positive, I will delete your account right away. But it's oh, yeah. stated on there, right? Mm-hmm. But other than that, if you're a woman-owned business and you're the founder and you promote your business in a positive way, you can post whatever you want, right? Like yeah. that's the whole point because everybody has different needs for their business. Everybody has different wants for who they want to connect with. And so you should be able to post about that. And women go through struggles and you should be mm-hmm. able to post about the struggles and brainstorm with people and like commiserate with people and just like build connections that way. So yeah, we really just promote, as long as you're positive, you can post whatever you want. Yeah. Let's talk about marketing because I think marketing is probably one of the biggest challenges for a lot of us entrepreneurs. You know what I mean? I'm trying to to grow. How do you get your message out there? So what were some of the methods that you use to market your business? So like I said, it took me about two years longer than I had Mm -hmm. anticipated. So Um, and then I also mentioned that I hired like people way too soon. So the branding agency, I also hired a social media agency. So what I did and what they helped me to do was kind of build community on Instagram before Mm -hmm. I launched so that when I launched, hopefully that was going to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would have people who already knew about my business. So I started to reach out to small women-owned businesses and tell them like, hi, very personal. Like, Mm -hmm. hi, my name is Inbal. This is what I'm building. This is a struggle that I had. Are you interested in finding out more? And they, a lot of them said yes. And I was like, do you mind if I get your email address? So when I launch, I can send you an email. And Mm -hmm. a lot of them said yes too. So I started to collect emails that way just by being myself and really talking about the struggles that I was facing and the solution that I had. So that was one way. And I still do that today. Um, Mm -hmm. If people start following me, I reach out and I say, thank you so much for following me. Um, You know, how did you find me? Or like, let me know if there's anything business related I can help you with. Like I'm opening the floor to conversation always. Oh, that's Um, awesome. I like that. Through Instagram DMs. And then I would start featuring people and obviously get them to repost. And so Mm -hmm. building my name that way. And the biggest thing that's really helped me is actually affiliate marketing. 
Mm. Um, so for people who don't know what affiliate marketing is, you basically have people who talk about your business for you. Yeah. Um, and it's people that I vet who I trust, who really love the brand, who understand it. And that's where like 30% of my signups come from, Mm. are from my affiliates. Um, and there's a different way to go about this. What's that? That's really awesome. Yeah. And a lot of people overlook affiliates because, Mm -hmm. you know, it does take money. You know, you want to pay for um, people who are talking about your business, right? You Mm want to pay them. So I have my subscriptions and then I give them a percentage of the subscriptions if people sign up. But when it was free for a really long time, I was just giving them a flat fee for anybody that signed up. And then we also do raffles and giveaways and we do monthly um, events just for the affiliates. So like they can build their network more. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just, you know, they get a discount for signing up on the platform. So it's just, it's a really great way to build an exclusive community within your business. Um, So whether you're a brand or a service, like if you're um, a coach and you have a course, you can have affiliates who get a discount on that course and then also get a percentage from people who they get to sign up. So it's a really great way to build your business that way. I'm a huge advocate for affiliate marketing. I love it. That's awesome. That's really awesome. You know what else I think is good? Because I have a lot of conversations about email lately. And I think people still undervalue the value of email marketing and collecting emails, you know, and having that community like you do outside of your normal social platforms and being able to, way you was able to collect them with such a personal way through DMs, I think is a really good strategy. And I think more people need to continue thinking about capturing email versus just building that community only on social media. And then there's nothing after that. So I think that's really important. Email is so, so, so important. I send Mm -hmm. out emails like three to four times a week, um, just depending. Like I send out a weekly email with all the events that are happening. Mm -hmm. And I send out a monthly email with all the events that are happening for the month. And then in during the week for whoever subscribed, I send out workshop emails. But there's always, you know, communication. So you're always top of mind. And like anything, people are going to unsubscribe. They're going to, you know, lose interest. You may not be for them and that's okay. Right. Because my open rate is so much better when people unsubscribe who aren't going to open them. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I care about. Mostly I am really facilitating conversation and reaching the people that are interested in what I have to say. And that's what email is about. And then you can, you know, you have direct contact with them. Yeah. You're in their inbox. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. Um, when you launched the site, were you are did you have people already ready, ready, like lined up to say, hey, I'm ready to sign up? Or was it like, okay, I launched the site and then I implemented my marketing strategies? So I started marketing it way before. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, like I probably had 400 people on my email list and only mm-hmm. like 30 or 40 signed up. Yeah. So even then, you know, it was still a struggle. Yeah. So I think that's with any business, but you have to talk about your business. You have to talk about what you're building. And I really started to build that community on Instagram because I started to, I realized, okay, well, these women who are following me are entrepreneurs. So let me Mm -hmm. talk about my business. Let me talk about my struggles. Let me talk about the issues that I'm having as a woman entrepreneur. And that started to build engagement too. Mm -hmm. So 
when you talk about what you're going through, you can really build genuine connections with people. Um, I went on yeah. TikTok and started talking about my fundraising journey as a solo female founder in the tech industry, and that got engagement. Um, mm-hmm. So it really is just about being a you know a human, right? And like yeah. talking about your experiences instead of just these template um, posts or stories, which work in some cases, but you have to be you have to have people look at you as a person. Yeah, you got to be authentic because i that's what I like, how people connect with people through the story, through their shared experiences. You know, you hear someone else is struggling, you're just like, wow, that's the same thing I'm going through and look at her. She still persevered through, you know, just to mm-hmm. know that you're not alone. You know, we all feel the same way. We all deal with confidence. <laughs> we all deal with things not going right and we all have to figure out how to push through. But you being a wife, a mom, a business owner, you have two businesses that you have. How do you balance it all? Because it's a lot to juggle. I'm a wife, a mom too. So it's a lot to juggle and I'm still have full-time work and I'm doing this. It's a lot. It really is a lot. How do you balance? You know, I think that's a great question that I never have the answer to. Yeah. Yeah, most people, when I ask that question, they're like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, I really don't. I have two little girls. They're three and a mm-hmm. half and one and a half. And I just had a baby a month ago. Ugh. So I'm just like surviving. Yeah. Right? <laughs> You're like, I'm barely making it. <laughs> that is um, such an honest answer. <laughs> I know. You, you just have to like be open, right? Yeah. So like. When I was pregnant, every event that I was at, like my networking events or my workshops, everybody knew I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And they were like, are you taking maternity leave? And I'm like, I can't. Like, I'm the only one running this. Like, I can't just put everything on hold, you know? Exactly. But I'm very fortunate. My parents live like five minutes away. Oh, yeah. My husband actually works for an incredible tech company and they get four months of paid leave. So, oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I know. It's incredible. We're so, so, so grateful for that. Um, So he's like helping me. Like he was just with the baby. He's going to pick up our daughter from school right now. So I mean, it's awesome. But I'm also giving myself grace where, you know, I can't do it all. I'm still sleep deprived. Like I am Mm -hmm. taking care of this baby, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I'm just kind of taking it day by day and just realizing like, I am doing the bare minimum right now and that's okay because this is the season of life that I'm in. Yes. Um, I'm usually a workaholic. So like I'm constantly having to do stuff and my husband's had to remind me a few times like you need to take a nap or you need to just sit on the couch or close your computer or get out of your desk or, you know, like come eat. (laughs) Um, And so it's, I have to kind of have those reminders, but now that he's, the baby's here, I'm like, I have, like, I physically, my brain does not function after a certain amount of hours because I'm so tired. Like I have to nap, you know? So it's just about realizing it's so cliche, but like this will pass, you know? And I'm okay with where my business is now. And it's just about, you know, we're a month in just like slowly building that momentum. Yeah. Um, But it all comes back to just being around people who trust you and believe in you and support you and are like, listen, like if you need to take time off, like, let me know, I can run a workshop for you or, Mm -hmm. you know, let me know what you need. Let me know how I can help you. And that's because I built relationships with these incredible women who want to help and know that if they need help, like I am there for them too. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a part of what growth is with a business too, is just knowing and allowing other people to come in and take charge of certain things. Because sometimes as entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, particularly is that we get so afraid of to give someone else any type of responsibility of our baby. You know what I mean? That it's like, uh, I feel like I could do it all, you know, and we can't, and we do end up dropping the ball in some areas. And I think that's awesome when you are able to, you know, say, you know what, this person can do this and this person can do that because, that's the only way you can really grow. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs really need to understand that piece that mm-hmm. you have to be able to kind of let it go some, you know, let the baby, let her, let the baby walk and let her fall a couple of <laughs> times, <laughs> but she's going to walk. You know what I mean? That's how we learn. So I think that's important to know. Yeah. There is um, this girl. Cause you know, I was, I have live events. Like I have networking mm-hmm. events. We have co-working every week. We have workshops every week. And I can't wait to be a part of this. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. It's so fun. Um, but like when he was ready to come out, he's not going to worry about my schedule. Right. He's going to be like, I'm ready, mom. Like, let's do this. Mm -hmm. So I had to let go. Like I had no choice. So I, I, somebody that I trusted this girl in the community, Maddie, I just basically, she said like, can I help you? And I said, you know, let me give you a schedule of like the last two weeks of March and the first Mm -hmm. two weeks of April here are the workshops. Like if I need you, here's my zoom link. Here's the, this, and you know, we worked out um, a compromise if she had to step in mm-hmm. and if she didn't have to, like he came right after one of my events on Thursday and I didn't have another one till Tuesday. So he listened to what I really wanted. <laughs> <laughs> um, Surprising. Yeah. And he's been an angel baby ever since. So I'm very Aww. grateful, but yeah, it was difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very difficult for women entrepreneurs. I think any entrepreneur, you know, men or women to let yeah. go Um, like you said, so, but sometimes you have no choice and having no choice is the best thing because you have to let go and you have to learn how to. And then once you do, you're like, okay, I can do this, right? Like, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm learning that myself because I keep saying to everybody, God, I got to get a virtual assistant. I got to get a virtual assistant. I have so much going on with the podcast that I can't do it all. I'm doing it all, but I don't have to do it all. And that's where I'm like, okay, I need to think about a virtual assistant, a podcast manager, because it's that time now where it's like, it's becoming a lot. The guests are rolling in, requests are rolling in and things have to roll out. <laughs> and so it's like, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at now where I'm like, okay, Shawnee, it's time to. There's a couple women in my community that I could refer you to for podcast management if you're interested. Oh yeah, so. oh, yeah I am. Definitely. That's how I was like, I got to join your community to yes. really get some, some referrals. People in there. Connect. Yeah. Yes. Because it's about connecting. You want to grow as an entrepreneur. You have to connect. You have to be a part of a community. It can't just be you. You can, it's okay to be a part of other communities too. You know what right. I mean? And, and learn. the thing is too, you have to, when you join communities, you can join a hundred communities, but mm-hmm. like, are you going to really benefit from that? No. So mm-hmm. join like two or three and really engage because the women that came to me top of mind when you said like you need a podcast manager are women that I have connected with who are in the events who I have seen their work and I know that they do an incredible job. If they just came in and posted and left, they wouldn't be like in my head ready to refer, right? And I wouldn't trust them enough to refer somebody to them. Exactly. when you are joining communities, you have to just participate, you know, and just Mm -hmm. engage because people want people want to be able to refer. Like if I refer you business Mm -hmm. or if I refer my friend business from you, Mm -hmm. then 
that benefits you and her. And like, oh, yeah. what, I love connecting women that can benefit mutually from one another. So you oh, yeah. have to talk about your business. Let people you, help you. Yes, <laughs> that is key. What advice you will give another female entrepreneur who wants to get started in the probably the tech space? I would say connect with other women who are doing what you want to be doing. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to reach out on LinkedIn to people who are doing what you want to be doing. Um, I've had a lot of people reach out to me and be like, Hey, do, can you have like 15, 20 minutes? Like I'm interested in yeah. doing this. I'd love to kind of talk to you about that. And nine times out of 10, I say yes. And it's just a no brainer. Like there needs to be more women entrepreneurs, so why not help more women entrepreneurs? There need to be yes. more women in tech, so why not help more women in tech mm-hmm. and just be that sounding board? So LinkedIn is a great place to specifically search for people. Like I said, Like Minded Collective is a great has a great search feature, so that's also a really good place to kind of search. Mm-hmm. Um, and always when you get off a call with somebody, ask them if there's somebody else that you can connect them with. Like, oh, hey, who key. is somebody else that you think could benefit who I could benefit from talking to. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they there's nobody on top of mind, but sometimes there will be. And so you always want to ask for that next connection. Just build your network. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really awesome. That is definitely key to ask them is there someone else you can you can connect with. And I think that's so admirable of you to say that when people reach out to you, you actually answer. Because a lot of, like you said, a lot of people don't even respond to that because they feel like they're just too busy and you're super busy. You know what I mean? You have a lot going on. And for you to still say, you know what? I still allow myself to be um, connected to people and be available when I can, I think is really awesome of you to still do that. That's really Thank cool. You. I mean, there's been times where I'm like, hey, listen, I have baby number three coming up. Like, yeah. I don't have time, but can you reach out in three months and then we'll get something scheduled? You know, yeah. so I'm putting it back in their court. Like if they reach out to me, great, but I'm not going to be like, I'm going to reach out to you in three months. Yes, exactly. Like, this is exactly. another like season of life, right? Mm-hmm. Where I, I can't say yes to as many people. So I have to say no, but I will do my best to schedule something in the future Um, and so I just, I at least answer. Yeah. People that, should at least answer. I mean, at least. It's like applying for a job and you send a resume and you never hear a response back. Yeah. You're like, give me some closure. You could at least say I didn't get it. I know. Yeah. So that's good that you at least answer. What do you where you see the site going? I know you mentioned app. Is that kind of where it is, or do you see it kind of evolving even more into something else? Yeah, so in six weeks. I guess five weeks, I'm hoping to launch um, like a communities aspect to it mm. where um, think of like Facebook groups, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to come up with a name like either like squad or posse or like something fun <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I but like I basically that. want people to bring their communities onto like Mind Collective. They'll mm-hmm. have their own feed, but they're also part of the actual platform. So you're bringing your community on there. There may be like two, 300 people, but those two, 300 people are engaging with the other 1500 people that are already on there. So Mm -hmm. you're able to get more reach. Your um, community is able to connect with more people. And, you know, on Facebook, when you message somebody, it goes into a hidden inbox. Like Mm -hmm. now, if you message somebody on like Money Collective, it goes into their actual inbox. So you're able to actually connect with people. So that's what I'm building out um, in the next six weeks. That's what I'm hoping to launch out is just a communities aspect. 
I like that. I like Thank that you. to be able to build your communities on there, like groups. That's really awesome. Well, listen, this has been a, a good conversation. You know what I mean? I mean, really good. And I'm excited now to get my profile, to finish building my profile. You yes. know, it's just, I've been so busy with trying to do all this other stuff. I haven't had a chance to. We need to get you a podcast manager and a VA. <laughs> I got to get both. I really do. I'm not even going to lie. I really, really do. <laughs> and so, but this is what I want to say. What is it that um, you want my listeners to know about the like-minded collective? I want them to know that it is the most welcoming place they will ever step foot in. Mm. There's no requirements as to how many events you have to go to. If you have babies, like we love babies in the background. Like I've had people nurse in the background. I've had babies (laughs) yelling in the background, kids screaming, kids are sick, moms are holding kids. Like we welcome it all. Um, And, you know, come to one event, come to all of them, come to 10 minutes, come to five minutes, stay for the whole thing. Like, it doesn't matter as long as you're showing up, people will connect with you. Um, At the very least, just post an intro on the feed and like, don't think twice about what you look like, what you're wearing, how many kids you have, just show up, show up and people will welcome you with open arms. I love that. That is such a mom friendly and kid friendly environment. Because that's a lot of things like for me, that's why I try to schedule a lot of interviews through the day when the kids are not here, because if the kids are here and my husband, it's like, it's a, it's a lot going on, but it's good to know that you can come into an environment where there's women like you, moms who understand we get it, the dog and the baby's yelling in the background. We understand it's okay. Put your thing on mute, still come into the community and join us. I really, really do like that. Well, before we end the show, I asked this question to all of my guests that are on the show. Um, what was some of the best advice you received from another woman? So I did this podcast, I think like right when I first started building out this platform Mm. and this woman said, you know, don't think of it as failing, think of it as learning. So like if you Mm -hmm. fail, you're not failing, you're just falling and you're getting back up. So, um, I love that because, you know, every time something doesn't go your way or the way that you plan it to just know that you're learning from that experience. I mean, this goes back to the beginning of our conversation, right? Like Mm -hmm. getting, working in the restaurant industry and getting fired, like that just taught me what I don't want to be as a leader and as a founder and Mm -hmm. as, you know, um, an employer. So don't think of it as failing, think of it as falling and get back up and move on. Yeah, I like that. And learning, you know, just learning from everything take every experience and learn from it because you're so right. Sometimes we'll get knocked down and we'll feel like we failed at it. We feel like we can't do it and we have to be, it's, it's a lot of, it's just mindset for me too. It's like, you got to make sure your mindset is strong when you're being an entrepreneur, yeah. you know, because. I mean, yeah. 100%. I will yeah. tell you this though. I give myself 24 hours to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, like I, got, that. <laughs> I got stood up by an investor. I was really, really, really excited to talk to and like mm-hmm. just amped up and emotionally just like, it took a lot out of me to prepare for this. And she yeah. ghosted me. Um, oh, God. I was in tears basically for the rest of the day. And I just turned oh. off my computer and I gave myself that time to kind of like be in my feelings. Mm-hmm. And the next day I turned on my computer and I was back at it. So I give myself that time for me. It's like, crying and that helps me a lot. Yeah. Um, some people it's chocolate, some people it's Netflix, some people it's skydiving, whatever it is for you. Mm-hmm. Some people it's a nice glass of wine that I'll exactly. take for myself. <laughs> exactly. Um you just gotta let yourself, you know, 
feel all the feelings and yeah. then move on. I like that. Yeah, you're right. Give yourself time to cry. It's okay to mourn certain things, but then pick back up, you know? Yep. Weeping yeah. may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. That's what they say. Yep. <laughs> Quoting Mariah Carey, too. <laughs> 100%. So this has been really fun involved. Thank you so much for being on the show. I know my listeners are definitely going to enjoy this show so much and make sure they sign up for the like-minded collective and have all your info down in the show notes. And guys, listen, this is the girl techno podcast. I am Shawnee Sanders and I will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Girl Techno Podcast. We really hope this episode gets you one step further in your dream of becoming an entrepreneur. If you like this episode, please leave us a review. Once you leave us a review, we will shout you out on our next episode. Now, in order to qualify for the shout out, all you have to do is leave a review, screenshot the review, tag Girl Techno Podcast in your stories, and you will get a shout out in our next episode. Until then, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.